over the last uh, month or two that um, the 51th edition, 51th, let me read that again, 51, <laughs> 50, I wanted to say 51, that's, and then it, it translated into... That's staying in. Okay. Oh, that's definitely staying in. All right. Blooper. Blooper time. You're listening to the Paper and Staples Podcast, a show about pocket notebooks. You heard me right, pocket notebooks. If you love them as much as we do, then this is the show for you. Hosted by Dave, Blair, Terry, Greg, Oliver, Mike, and joined by various friends. Let's get started. Welcome to episode three of the Paper and Staples podcast. Because I wasn't on the last episode, I just want to say the guys did an amazing job. I really, I really enjoyed it. So well done, everyone involved, because that was really it's really good listening to something you're part of when you're not part of it but Aww. today today there's 50 percent of the crew in the house or in the closets so we, <laughs> <laughs> there's myself dave and we're joined by terry and greg this week because we're all kind of split up all over the country so um or having babies and whatnot so uh, it's just the three of us today but we've got some stuff to talk about so before we do let's just jump over to terry first ladies first Terry, what have you been up to since the last episode? Well, you know, since the last episode, I have been running around like a chicken with a head cut off. Um, I am interviewing for a new job. It looks like I just got an offer. I'm very exciting. Very, very right. exciting indeed. We, uh, we did some climbing. Uh, we were out uh, in Washington uh, on our property. And I have been uh, enjoying this weather. How about you? Oh. The weather here, the weather here in Chicago has been very mixed, uh, for from yeah. my perspective. So, uh, you say you've been running uh, like a chicken with its head cut off. I've just been out <laughs> running. So, um, so I think for those of us, you know, in the in the podcast crew um, and some other some other friends that uh, already know, I have signed up for the Chicago Marathon here um, in Chicago in October. So, Woo! so wow. I'm a, I'm officially in training mode. Um, which is very exciting, oh. and I uh, this as, as we record this episode this weekend, I am supposed to go out and do twelve miles at some point before uh, before the weekend is out. So well, that's nothing for you. You're, you've it's got nothing. this. It's, it's nothing. nothing. It's, it's only fine. twelve miles. It just I means re- I get to eat whatever I want as often as I want. been listening to the previous episodes we mentioned our mailbag which is mailbag at paperandstaples.com um we have had a couple of people send in a message we do have some giveaways which we promised so we do have two people that have won prizes which are joaquin and astrid uh the two prizes we've got to give away one is the 50 subscriber special book that we were given um by hq to review in episode two and also, Terry's going to make a special custom for you as well. So um, we're not going to say who's getting what. We, you would just get what you get in the post and we'll send them out to you. So my recommendation is if we're doing a giveaway, which we will be doing quite often, set, send in a question to the mailbag because we had two people send in questions and both those people won. So 
The odds it's are low. It. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. And, uh, and we're a generous bunch. So um, so definitely get your questions in, which we have had as well. So, um, yeah, that's mailbag at paperandstaples.com. So please, please send in anything you want to know about us or field notes or whatever we can ask. So speaking of generous, talk about generosity of Mike's wife. I cannot believe how generous her gift to the world has been. He, I she know. Da, yeah, she just she just had her baby. And she graduated from law school. Talk about that's that's what you that's what you call oh. a strong woman. All yeah, in the very same, much like so. three weeks, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. that was and, incredible. You know, and, and Mike was uh, very gracious enough to to share a couple of photos with uh, with the crew and their their child. He is adorable. Crazy cute. Crazy. Yeah. Cute. And I think uh, nine pounds. He said so. Uh, quite quite the child <laughs> i was also nine nine pound six when i was born <laughs> but that's such oh, a wow. long time ago that's in old money <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying uh the, that those prices haven't inflated since since then <laughs> no 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 it's still a, it's still a decent sized baby but no it's great i mean great news for them i mean talk about busy but yeah for her to um to, to do what she's done while pregnant as well that's um, fair play to them because that first right. that first child affects your sleep. And yeah, and well, I, I think Mike said that he had family nearby, and that's so super important to have friends and family nearby. And I think we're all good friends here, so I think we're Definitely. supportive of each other, and they got to be yeah. we're, we'll be supportive of Mike. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> Before I drop my news, uh, we also got two more people missing, which are Blair and Oliver. Now, I know Oliver is slumming it on the island of Hawaii at the moment. Oh. It's just must be terrible for him. Yeah, <laughs> send, send some prayers for Oliver. Um, absolutely. He's, yeah, yeah he's prayers. yeah he's been traveling for a bit now. Um, I wish he was here to uh, to speak on what he's been doing. But if, for those of you who may follow his Instagram, he's Hitting up a few more national parks this summer, which uh, I'm very jealous of because I don't honestly I don't I think, think I've been to any. Done. Of, I have not been to any national parks, you guys, and I need to fix that in my life. Wow! And I need Greg. to take. I will take each field notes, you know, addition to each of the respective parks. Okay. Um, but I, I need to go and I need to follow in Oliver's footsteps. I think you know I've been to one. Is Joshua Tree? It is sure is. Yeah, Joshua I've been Tree there. Is. I've been to Joshua yeah. Tree National Park. So I've done one, <laughs> and well, I'm the when foreigner. I, <laughs> when, I was a, when I was a Girl Scout, um, myself and uh, a couple of the other Girl Scouts, we did all of them. We visited wow. all of them. Um, so cool. It took us, like, I don't know, a couple of years to do it. But basically every holiday, every day off, like, you know. And it's actually not that hard to do. You can hit, like... You can hit three national parks in one. So, I mean, just, just a baseline. So, Greg, yeah. maybe we should, we should talk about that, you know? We yeah. Talk, well, we should, well you know? it was two years ago this week was the first series of national parks was released as the summer edition. Wow. Okay, that's right. So, Has yeah. It, so okay. And we are going to be talking about the summer predictions. Before we do, I'm just going to drop you my two pieces of, of news. Uh, my company decided they were going to help me not have to go back into the office Aww. ever again uh, by by laying me off, <laughs> which uh, which came, came out of the blue. But, you know, every cloud, silver lining and all that. But, yeah, yeah. unfortunately... Uh, we we kind of got through COVID um, and it was tough. And, uh, you know, we're a very close-knit group of people and we still are. Uh, but 
just sometimes you get, you know, I don't, I never envy anybody who owns a company and manages it and it's their money and has employees and you have that balance of friendship and getting on. But at the end of the day, mm. you're, a, you're a salary on the bottom line and we had a chat yeah. and so it came out of the blue, but he kind of explained the situation and, and I understood and I, pr- I probably would have looked at it at the same way, but it was still kind of a bit heartbreaking that I, you know, apart from the fact that I loved the job and probably the best job I've ever had, the relationships that came from it, which included Aaron Drap. I mean, my relationship with Aaron Draplin helped me get the job and my relationship with Aaron has been kind of in tandem with that over the years. And the same with Field Notes. Mm. Field Notes are a customer as well. So it's oh. kind of sad, kind of sad not being part of it, but I can still do work for them. Um, so it's kind of, you know, it's good and bad, but I've got enough experience now to um, to use my life skills to... I'm actually going to go freelance for a little bit. It's been the first time since I left school in 16. I've always been employed. Wow. This is the first time in my life I will ever not be employed by someone wow. at the moment. So, wow. quite, so quite scary, quite exciting. Yeah, yeah. How, is that, how does that feel for you right now? Um, I kind of... I think confidence, it's a confidence in your own ability, but the biggest thing is putting the money in the bank. So I know what I was earning a month. I know what I need to make up each month to to keep, kind of keep that, uh, keep that going. So fortunately, every company I've ever worked at, and this is a great bit of advice for anybody, don't burn bridges. Unless somebody absolutely like tears you one and rip, rips your life apart, don't burn bridges because I'm currently doing work for three of my previous employers, um, yep. which that's would never awesome. have would never have come had I not kept those relationships going. Mm. So that's mm. one one good thing from that. But no, it's quite exciting. It means I get to stay at home. You know, summer's coming up. The kids will be at home. So it's a bit distracting, but it's nice that I'm kind of in control. I don't have to book days off for stuff and, and work is coming in at the moment. So, um It'll be it'll be an interesting summer. There's a couple of possible full time jobs I'm eyeing that you know might, maybe I've got to do that for six months just to build a bit of nest egg. But um, if not, I've always got my field notes collection to sell. <laughs> <laughs> sell my sell my debtors. That'll keep well, me going. There's, there's all these. Well, well, the great thing about social media now and all of these like share and gig economy type websites is that you can do a lot of this freelance work you know it's it's competitive but at least you you have more access to people and businesses and things like that so yeah you know at, at least it'll be a bridge in between but uh... and and that is that is a massive i mean collaboration uh, i was chatting to someone um uh, an artist that i saw on tiktok and i i shared on my instagram today saying look guys go and watch go and look at this guy i've never met the guy don't know him i loved his work and shared it and, and we were having a little chat and he said like collaboration is the big collaboration and community in whatever it's in you just never know who you're talking to you know you might both have field notes in common but that guy might be the ceo of a company that one day he finds out your skills and you work together and they're the relationships mm-hmm. that I've developed Absolutely. over the past 10 years. And, you know, Absolutely. I'm, I'm very, very lucky the opportunities I get from that and the, and, you know, friendships I've made through even the field notes community. It's, it, it's a lift. It, it's definitely a lifter. Um, when you can chat and share to people from different backgrounds and get advice. I, Barry, Barry was a VP of marketing and sales, I believe. And, and he's, 
you know, I, I, it's interesting. There's a lot of like design and uh, uh, media companies and uh, uh, marketing folks in the field notes, that field notes group. So you, yeah. you never know. You're right. You never know where the connections are going to be. Exactly. Um, and yeah. and Barry's, a, Barry's a friendship that's come out of that. And he's, he, he attended a conference I spoke at because Aww. I advertised it and he's he's gone back and done it this year and yeah he's a great guy and it is unfortunate you know he's very same I think he's a little bit older than me same kind of background experience he was also let go by uh, bluegrass um, right right and yeah. he's doing his own thing and I think it's we're now at least in a world where we've got the technology we've got the community like look at us I'm chatting to two friends in Chicago we've got Oliver who might join at some point he is in hawaii <laughs> he is awake <laughs> um but yeah like how cool we can do this that's really good uh, the other big thing that's been happening in my life the last couple of weeks is the fact that uh england have reached the final of the uh, what we call the euros which is like the european world cup of soccer so so as we speak today tomorrow is the final we play italy it's our first final in soccer in since 1966 which whoa still, i know still I know. in my I, lifetime we're, we're all um, watching yeah but uh, <laughs> yes i'm quite excited about that but so oliver well crikey we knew you might join us and we know it's very very early where you are so tell us what time is it where you are why you're there and what you've been up to it is uh 5 18 a.m here in Ooh. uh kona hawaii uh which is i just arrived in oh god a day and a half ago, and it is now my 50th state. So I have now been to all 50 U.S. states, which Woo! is, that is so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah I'm job. I'm pretty stoked about it. It's uh, it's not something I, I expected I'd have done this early in my life, and I'm I'm very very uh, thrilled about it. I also um just got done with a week of going up the West Coast, so I'm now at 50 national parks as well. Um, nice, and I'll be hitting two more over the next few days, or. Not the next few days, but the next couple of weeks here in Hawaii. Um, Hawaii Volcanoes National Park and Haleakala over in Maui. And then I'm headed back, you know, just a, just a quiet couple of weeks. You're going to love Maui. Seriously, oh, I Oliver. I, I've been there. And, yeah, the seven sacred pools, you're just, you're going to love it. I'll add you're it to the list. You're going to love it, love it. You, you, may not, you may not make it back. I'm just going to warn you now. <laughs> That's ominous. No, <laughs> with happiness with happiness gotcha gotcha You'll be there and then you don't want to leave i always want as a as a foreigner i want i've been like checking off the states i've been to and it's not that many but funnily enough the only other person in the field nuts group um that i know who who is two states off doing all 50 is susan harding and the incredible thing is she's german uh-huh. Oh wow. She's a Ger she's a German living in America and she's Hawaii and Alaska off of doing all 50 states and I think she might be going to Hawaii this year or next and then she's just got Alaska to do which I think for a non for a non-American to get that many states cuz I, I also know Americans that have like done two. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> the, one, yeah. the one they live in and the yeah, one that they I was cr just talking cross to my, the border to by my, accident. Uh, travel buddy about that um the other day how there are so many Americans we know who have only been, you know, and I, the, the phenomenon I know, because I grew up on the East Coast mostly, was um, people who only ever went up I-95. Like, they just kind of, like, were along that corridor, you know, they sure. go, they'd go between Florida and New York, and if it wasn't there, they didn't care about it. And you'll get people, <laughs> yeah. like, my age, older, who just never left that area, which I think is crazy, because it's such, a, uh, it's such an amazingly diverse country with so much stuff, which is 
yeah. um, why, you know, Field Notes is so obsessed with making all these little doodads to, to celebrate it. Well, I, I think my next one is I want to do India. I want to do all the states in India because I've mm, done the states in mm-hmm. the U.S. Except Delaware. I haven't done Delaware. But um, <laughs> but my, my goal is actually to go see all the states in India because I, I worked in uh, Bangalore and I've been to, you know, um, Mysore, Mysore and, and, and uh, Dharmsha, Dharmshala where, where I've got family and but yeah, India's India's on my bucket list. We, we, we should do. They should do all like all states of all countries. Oh God, I, that's I really a, feel that about food. I, I was that'll thinking, be a project. <laughs> I was thinking. So obviously, you know, I've got the national parks checklist still, thirteen left, probably ten left by the end of the year, um, and then I, I definitely, obviously, have to do continents. Um, so I'll do an Antarctica trip at some point. I was thinking about countries, um, and I was thinking a good goal is a hundred in the next ten years. I think that's a solid, like, you know, benchmark there. Because doing all countries, yeah. you end up going some places that, I don't know. I don't well, you may not be able to get into all those places either, Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> and if you do, <laughs> at what cost? Um, right. Yeah. So, so Oliver, um, what, you know, you obviously on a kind of a decently long trip here. How many and which field notes did you bring with you? <laughs> um, well, okay. So the amount I started with is different than the amount I currently have. Uh, <laughs> so I, and not in the direction you might expect. Um, oh. I I uh, brought a three pack each of the uh, field notes uh, Mount Rainier, um, which you know stamped those all over. Uh, the field notes Olympic stamped those all over, and um, the field notes Hawaii volcanoes soon to be stamped all over this weekend. Um, and I also brought along uh, a little notebook holder with a. a uh, coal collaboration, the, the collaboration uh, Field mm-hmm. Notes did with coal that has like the American flag. Uh, that's the yeah. one that I used as a parks passport before they announced national parks. So I was annoyed oh. that they hadn't released a national parks edition. Um, <laughs> and I started bringing along these little coal notebooks. And in the, um, in the red and white stripes on the bottom, I would stamp all over them. So I'd stamp like five park stamps on each side. Of the of like the front and the back in that little area, I've got um, three coal notebooks filled up that way. So I've got like one. I've got like thirty How park cool. stamps covering cool. them, um, and then I have an additional four on this one. So I haven't gotten every park I've been to, but I've, I've got like two thirds of the parks I've been to. Um, but what happened was, as I was getting on the plane, and you know, I was pre-cleared. I was packing my little tote bag of stuff, like my little go bag for the plane. Um, and I was like, oh, I should, I should bring out a field notes notebook so I can, like, write on the flight. And that little notebook holder with those two notebooks in it. Oh, sorry. The other, the other notebook I brought in there was a, was a 50 because 50 states. Um, oh, of course. Brought, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I was like the summer of 50. Oh, my God. I should you bring along a 50. You can Franken-book it. Um, well, sadly, uh, that, it was completely gone when I went to pack it. What? Oh, and I was no. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I was like, you know what? I'm heading to Hawaii. It's a notebook. It's fine. Um, but when I got here, I, I called up the most likely place I thought I had left it, which was the, um, the the visitor center at Olympic National Park. And the moment I described it, the guy's like, oh, yeah, we got that. What's your mailing address? So they're <laughs> shipping it over to me because National oh, Park hey. is, is lovely. Um, they're shipping it to my house in um, Raleigh. So sadly, I won't have a 50 while I'm here, but I will still have those memories, which is nice. Oh, good. Yeah. That's wow. cool. I wondered yeah. if there was actually a field note supplier on the island. I, I looked at this. Well, obviously, you know, their retailers thing isn't super up to date. But 
there are two basically next to each other on Maui. So I'm going to go check them out when we go to Maui in a couple weeks, and I will report back on that. Excellent. That would, that would be good to know. Because at least you, uh, back up, you could have always grabbed the pack of yes. 50 there if you just wanted to do something. <laughs> awesome. So um, do we know what Blair's been up to before we move on to predictions? Yeah, I think he's... Yeah, he's been out. He's been super busy too, and I think you know he's just got he's got his family, and um, I know that he's been really swamped at work. So we'll, I, we'll be looking forward to hearing from him next time. Yeah, we yeah, get a much bigger cat. Blair can go first next time. We get he's got yeah. more to catch up on. <laughs> right. So this week we had the email, and I just want to say before we quickly go into it, I was just saying um, off air. This was pro- since 50 dropped. This has probably been the quietest time I've seen within the various groups where nobody has been talking about summer. No one's been <laughs> many. I think I think everyone was so <laughs> fatigued from the guesswork of 50 that by the time it finally dropped, everyone was just like, I haven't got the energy for to think about summer. Maybe, maybe we the- finally learned patience. Yes. Definitely. I don't think that's that's uh, possible. Uh, I don't think I, that's I, the one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, so, um, so, so we had a we had we had a message. We were told it's going to drop in a couple of weeks. We know it's on press. Um, the only clue we've really had has been the selfie of a pair of canvas trout. See, this is the thing: is I I know I know from speaking to to the guys at Field Notes is they know what they're doing when they do this mm-hmm. um so we've got to describe the whole thing if you haven't seen the email is we have a pair of kind of khaki shorts tr- uh, uh, sneakers uh a plant which some people have questioned its origin <laughs> um, and also as there seems to be a dispute as to whether it's a train track or not which to me my first impression was that it was it's like, a what do you guys I think, think it's a subway it looks, it looks like okay. So, to those of us in the Chicago area, and mm. only because I know that the trains here, it looks very much like our um, like our Metra lines L-train. here. Yeah, it looks yeah. more like the Metra versus the um, CTA to me. Oh, you think so? Oh, okay. Because I don't think the CTA has like the the wood, right? Um, the uh, wow, I'm really blanking on the words here. It's still early for me too. <laughs> the ray of the t- I don't want to hear it. I woke up like ten minutes ago. No, no, I, it's yeah, no. You so you selfish. went early the early game for sure. Um, but they look like the the commuter rails here. Um, yeah. Those those rail ties, the rail but, ties. That's what they're called. Rail ties. I, I agree. I think they I think they look like a pretty standard uh, railroad, and I think uh, it makes sense because they would be probably filming in the Chicago area. Um, yes. So, wow. so we, we, if we reverse engineer this, okay, <laughs> is obviously the the most prominent thing there was the was the railway track. So then you're thinking, okay, we've done the highways of America. There's obviously the, the train network of America. It's a very American thing. Um, I know they said it was suitable for the season, so I don't quite know where that come, fits in. But yeah, go on, Oliver. I I think I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, I've, I, I, I love wanton speculation and I'm here for it, but I'm also, I, I also love trains. Um, I'm not one of the people who knows all the engine types and everything, uh, but I have done most of the cross country routes in America. Most of the big routes I'm thinking about doing the one I haven't done on my way back from, from Los Angeles to home. Um, 
And one thing that's really striking to me about this is that uh, Chicago is actually a major train hub, like a major, major, major train mm-hmm. hub. So you've, yes. got, you've got like, um, I, I think like, uh, what I would characterize as five or six major routes that come out of it. You've got the uh, Empire Builder that goes over to Seattle and Portland. You've got the California Zephyr that goes over to San Francisco. You've got the uh, Southwest Chief that goes down to Los Angeles. You've got the, I think the city of New Orleans terminates in Chicago, and that Mm -hmm. goes down to New Orleans. And then I'm blanking on the name for the one that goes over to D.C., but you've got that one as well. Um, And so Chicago is probably like the the train hub in the country for me. So I've been aching for them to do some kind of train edition for ages and ages. If you've ever seen me, you know, do that little poll on the group where I say, oh, what edition do you guys want to come next? Um, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll always be the one who puts trains into the into the poll. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we, we have such a rich, you know, Amtrak isn't the best thing in the world, but we do have such a rich um, network of train travel here that takes you through basically untouched wilderness. There's so much land in this country where they were able to build rail, and then by the time they were building highways, the land was protected. So you can take the rail through those protected lands and see some yep. some really wonderful scenery. So I, I'd be super thrilled if it were any kind of rail addition along those lines. And that's I mean that sounds like a really, that sounds like a very plausible guess as well because like you said, there's not it's not like if there was thirty different uh, routes, it wouldn't work. But anything under six. Or aside from the national parks, and I think the rivers as well. Wasn't the rivers another one that keeps coming up? But from the train's point of view, it works if Chicago's a hub. But again, you know, what were you going to say, Terry? Well, I, I was going to say is that you know the CTA here is pretty nifty, and 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 I love you know the subway maps. I don't know if you've looked at subway maps of the world, but like the I've I've been through almost every public transit system in my travels as a when I was younger and as a consultant. Like the Tokyo rail map is spectacular. London, New York, the you know the famous L of Chicago. Even L A has its own system, and same thing with uh, Seattle. And I mean, I I think that would be really kind of cool and fun to see. You know the the how 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 uh, public transportation you know would be represented um, as well as trains to your point, Oliver. Um, transportation in general, because face it, for the past eighteen months mm-hmm. we have been on lockdown and we haven't been able to enjoy transportation in right. this beautiful form. And yeah. so, wouldn't it be just delightful to sort of get out there? And, 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 you know, see that reflected in field notes showing us, yeah, you can get out there with your field notes and see, you know, all these different, you know, ways of connecting with that. Just a thought. Definitely. So, so the second part then, we know kind of the obvious and, and probably pleasing result. I don't think anyone would be disappointed if it's trains. The mm-hmm. selfie was the selfie was somebody taking a walk. So let's look at layer two and layer three. <laughs> they ha- they happen to be walking on a train track which kids don't it's not big it's not clever and you can get run over so don't go walking out on train track that's that's our you're, public you're service announcement you're ruining my stand by me fantasy, Dave. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> or or any photograph of anybody who plays guitar in a band has to have their picture taken on the train track um so obviously there's the second layer that was here's a selfie of somebody going for a walk so the train track could be the red herring. What what other layer to this can do we think? Because I saw somebody say, well, maybe the plant is the focus, and it could be another 
I I think it's too I think that's too soon after the autumn trilogy to to go back to plants this quick. Um, but is there a is there a like a a walking clue there that could be something? You know, I being I've, summer and outdoors. Go ahead, Greg. Yeah, I, I've uh, I've wondered I've and I've seen and heard a couple uh, friends mention. Well, what if it's related to hiking trails, mm. right? And and that idea of getting out there, and I, I like that idea too, right? I think um, there's lot there's lots of trails, and um, there's also a big part of this like American history of um, and there's actually a website you can go look at Rails to Trails, um, where old rail lines got converted into walking and bike trails. Um, actually, here in the in the suburbs where I'm at in Chicago. The Illinois Prairie Path was one of those projects. So there used to be all these old electric train lines that they ultimately um, shut down 40, 50, 60 years ago and turned them into walking trails. Actually, that's where I do a lot of my running. Um, And they're really, really great just to get out, get outside and enjoy nature. But you're still running through either suburbs or some more rural parts of our counties. And that would also be a very lovely addition. I think to, I think that's a oh, yeah. a really fantastic prediction, Greg, that I absolutely hadn't <laughs> considered. But once you, you mentioned like the overgrown rail line with someone walking on it, that actually makes a lot of sense. I know someone who I, I'm feeling awful here because I, I I went to school with someone who who now works uh, for Rails to Trails. Um, and oh, uh, cool! You know, I I, lo- I think it's an amazing idea um, just for the, the trails and also an amazing idea for notebooks. And I do think there is something too to the to broader vibe of. Of getting out there being a th- being a theme, um, the members of our podcast will remember uh, my my continued um, I won't say annoyance, but uh, my continued <laughs> consternation that we never got that beautiful. I don't know who listening to this remembers this, but um, early in the pandemic, there was a uh, picture on the Field Notes Instagram that was a, a craft notebook where they were showing the practical applications in the back and they were all, oh, they were all yeah. quarantine themed and they were a little yeah. sad. They were a little yeah. sad. They were like, you know, listing things you could do during quarantine or kind of speaking to like the little anxieties we all had. And the mm. last one, which always made me choke up a little bit was um, number 30 was people to thank when it's over. Mm. And yeah. I, 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 I understand why that way they never actually released it, but I think something acknowledging the lived experience that all of us just went through would be really, really lovely or celebrating the fact that we're not going through it anymore. Um, Definitely. It's not even political either. It's it's a, whether, whether you, whether whatever your opinions are on it, the world has experienced this thing over the past 12 to to 16 months. You you can't deny what's happened and, and the byproduct. It will be lovely to have an addition that kind of is part of that time as well. I mean, Sorry, honestly, no, it's okay. It, it honestly, the, it, I think the pandemic brought us six together. You know, I, I certainly wouldn't be. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have this lovely, lovely friend in Greg had it not been for the pandemic. I mean, it was the pandemic that kind of forced BDP to happen, right. um, which is the you know, which is you know, um, uh, um, delicious. Uh, was it Big Delicious Planet? That's a uh, that's uh, Jim Jim Kudal's uh, wife's, uh, um, if you will, uh, farm to table business. And so, you know, for them to drum up business, they would have these outdoor things. And had it not been for that, you know, I wouldn't have this delightful, you know, few friends that, quite frankly, got me through the pain. They, you know, Greg, you you and Sean Mitt 
and Larry and, and Christy were literally the only other human beings I saw in person mm. last year. Um, other than my husband who gave me COVID by the way. Um, <laughs> so like, I'm, so, to your, so to your point, Oliver, I am really, I'm only, I mean, this is what I'm thankful and happy for. So, you know what, if I'm going to, if I'm going to take part in that number 30, I'm going to thank Greg for his friendship. I'm going to thank Dave and Oliver and Blair and, and Mike for their friendship, for getting me through what would have been honestly a little bit more traumatic. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I was said, I've been saying like the dead, regardless of whatever the quarterlies have been, the deaders were the addition of the pandemic. It was the, th- yeah, it, absolutely. Was, it was the one it came out. Those deaders <laughs> dropped just as the pandemic yeah. kicked in. It's yeah. been the most, probably the most traded, spoken about, argued, yeah. mm-hmm. um, debated edition coveted of anything <laughs> i've ever seen and it certainly it certainly distracted people from from the pandemic it really became a yeah uh, it became a bit of a monster in itself in the end i'm sure we'll, we will talk about that as in one of the episodes because there's a there's a lot we can say about it but for me that was definitely the one that kind of got more people talking and i've certainly developed some very strong friendships within the field nuts kind of off the group and, and in the group and you know and we've got together it's funny how like us six kind of draw have just gradually been pulled the threads have been pulled together till we kind of came into a this group and we did that thing over christmas where we gave well i don't know if you want to say um we were ge- we were generous over christmas with a little project that we had and it was lovely that we all felt that just felt the same way and i'm i'm certainly thankful for being over here in the UK kind of amongst a very small group of collectors that I'm aware of to be kind of included in a, in a very, you know, 99.9% um, American international group. And uh, now I get to chat to you guys. Now, Dave, you mentioned three layers in that picture. And I think we've gone through the yeah. second one, which is walking in. I'm curious what you have about that third one there. Well, the third one, <laughs> the third one was kind of other track other tracks and the leaves like nothing to do with it and then but but i was trying to think like the third one is the the curveball is what what else is in that picture because i i saw i mean they wouldn't do carhartt again but people saying they're carhartt shorts or they're sneak you know maybe the sneakers or um i don't know what is there is there a third thing in that picture that that could be the curveball that we're not seeing it's like it's there but it, but but we're not fight we're looking for the obvious things now if we think back to you like utility uh was it no hard heavy duty heavy duty was a picture of a big concrete building and kind of i always think about the clue go back and look at the clues we got and the addition that dropped yeah yeah and 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 how how do they correlate that one because that, one, that the... heavy duty one that was a very abstract clue particularly yeah, very much sometimes so. sometimes you just get clues that are like here's what the addition is um yeah there's this joke in in early episode of the simpsons where they're doing um uh, what is it when you draw when you draw the picture and they have to guess what it is um right and uh and and uh, you know there's a couple that's like furiously yelling at each other and it ends up being he's trying to draw the concept of dignity 
Um, <laughs> and sometimes, like, I think that's what happened with Heavy Duty, you know? It's like... <laughs> um, it lost its. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know if there's anything else we're missing in the picture. But I, I do, I do, Dave, bef- before we close the lid on, on predictions, I want to talk about belief. Because, because Dave, I, I want to believe. Um, (laughs) there was a lot of speculation that the 51st edition would be um, something like an Area 51 theme uh, with going on Uh, again that that third thing curveball is sometimes we know that we know the hint is a hint um, because like I said if you look back at the previous hints in the editions that dropped there is definitely correlation but um, yeah I'd, I'd love them one day to throw an absolute curveball and we spend half an hour going train tracks walking around and then it's sort of area 51 or like something completely random i love that they do that i do love that they kind of probably i know brian said they don't like to look in the group to see what people are saying a couple of times people have been absolutely 100 percent on and they've been like damn they guessed <laughs> um but i do love that they throw us a curveball every once in a while you say that because remember bbp greg i don't know if you remember that but uh, what jim was there and he was talking about and he called those uh, us the field nuts scamps he's like yeah those scamps <laughs> yes. every time every edition we try to get them and somehow <laughs> some way they figure it out and then it was funny because you know as a retailer i didn't really notice and i was like well what do you mean so he was talking about clandestine and how people were like working overtime trying to figure out and they eventually did and he said, you know, he's like, but frankly, and this is why I'm bringing this up, is frankly, the reason why I think we enjoy it so much is just to give them all something to look forward to and to see if we can pull one over, you know. And they're, but they're, and, and he did call up, called us the collective hive mind. So I, I did find that kind of funny, you know, that that we, we all sort of uh, all come together and try and figure it out as we do, right? It's great. I mean, what other, what, what other brands... Do, do, does anybody react or care so much about yeah, what it's going to be? I don't know if there is anybody. And I think what I, what I also love about these hint emails is that they don't have to do that, right? No, they, no. they do it to drum up interest and discussion, you know, right? Like when uh, I, I can't speak for some of the other stationary brands like Blackwing and stuff who have like regular editions. Do they also drop hints or do they just say, nope, here it is. They- they do, they do. Um, I've seen that, and some other brands too. But I think part of the reason why people react as they do is, frankly, I think it's because you know the HQ folks and Dave. You can talk to it too. Is I think they love us too. I think they genuinely yeah. love us too. Um, you know, Jim didn't have to come out there every week on Saturday at 9 a.m. with his box. You know, it's really funny, too. Literally, he just had this plastic table, and he'd get out that, you know, the, the really boring cardboard, you know, uh, uh, retailer display, throw a bunch on there, and just sit there looking yep. bored as all get out. And, and <laughs> you know, he really wouldn't start getting interested in st- until we started nerding out on, on, on materials, you know, so... I, I think I think it's partly because uh, you know, yeah, yeah. it's definitely it's definitely a well, and you know, and here we are recording a podcast about predominantly, <laughs> a predominantly a single brow. I know in the last episode we were talking about that the the Kleenex of, right. of, of stationary brands, but uh, I, so the, I love the, that they generate this they generate this interest though. It's good fun. Yeah. So the the last thing I'll say about the predictions, right? So Oliver. I too would love 
an Area 51 X-Files UFO mm. type theme. The only thing I could maybe see, like if we're talking about getting out there, right, is this idea of like hikes, trails, like maybe some abandoned railroad, like going out into the middle of nowhere, finding like a cornfield with like the weird patterns that people mm-hmm. used to cut into them back in the day. That could be like the most curvy of curveballs as it relates to the yeah, photo. Every, people were talking about how um, they had been posting a lot of uh, stuff related to the National Crop Edition. Um, mm, and I, I kind right. of the do- dots and I was like, oh man, what if it's both? What if they are doing crop circles? That would be yeah. awesome. Because that's everything I do. One, I do wonder sometimes how much of that throwback stuff is uh, is a or, or again, is it just them messing with our heads? <laughs> well, if you if, if we if we look backwards, I mean, look at fifty, all the hints they gave us for fifty, and you know, I, I really had a feeling that it was going to be a focus on delicious paper, delicious linen-y, toothy covers, and we got that right and. Um, you know, they showed us the cutouts, and we got that. So I, I think I think they do. I think uh, I think parts of that will be in there. I I really do hope to see crop circles, though. That that was actually my my hope for the uh, for the fifty one. And also, this all these all these kind of ideas. It's a very clever way of crowdsourcing because even if we're wrong, we're telling them all the things we'd be happy with. And right. that that is that is the best marketing possible is for just see what just see what people are loving and what the general consensus is and you know at some point you can deliver it. I know they're probably planning three three ahead every time and but what a great you know what a great way of gathering crowdsourcing ideas as well and knowing that they can drop something that most people I mean there'll always be people who don't like a certain thing but to me at the end of that it's a notebook with a different cover um, and it's a $12 notebook or a $10, $10 notebook. So it's not like we're all paying $50, $60 a time for these things. It's, yeah. it's a, you know, $10. The, 10, $10 pack of three notebooks. Right. So to finish off the episode, um, we mentioned earlier on that we've, we've got the mailbag. We have had a couple of questions. Terry, do you want to just read out the questions we've had and we'll quickly go around and just give our, um, give our feedback on it. And then obviously encourage if you've got any questions for us, you know, or, or anything to do with the show, please fire them in. We got, we've got gifts. Yeah. And the first gift is going to go to Joaquin Ochoa, and he is actually a Chicagoland uh, field nut. And uh, we, uh, Greg and I met him when I hosted brunch at my house uh, a few weeks ago. And uh, he, he brought over these very delicious donuts, which I will never forget for as long <laughs> as I live. But his question is, is or his email it says, Hello, Paz. Hello, Paper and Staples. Enjoyed episode two very much and excited to see where you take the podcast. Questions for you. Besides Draplin and other Field Notes HQ members, making a big assumption, who would you like to have on the show? Maybe Wilco? I wonder if there are any famous people who are as nutty about these little notebooks as I am. Do you all keep track of how many you've used since you've got into these notebooks? Does that kind of thing matter to you? Thank you, Joaquin. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Greg, let's go in order. Greg, you go first. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, you know, there's a couple of folks that I think would be really interesting. It'd be so cool to get either, like, the 
the like an author or yeah one of the musicians like Maggie Rogers or Wilco to to you know come on here like do a song. Um, I so very recently I acquired a pack of. Um, byline, right? The edition from a few years ago, like the, the reporter's notebook, right? So when I got that, I went back to the Field Notes website and watched the video that they did with uh, John Dickerson, who who helped inspire and build it. And I would love to have him on the show and just talk to him just as a journalist because he, he's just so well, well thought and well read, um, just really just smart guy. I would love to have, have him on the show. And you're a writer, too, so that would be really, really, I think, kind of cool for you. Yeah, for sure. Terry, you go next. Oh, gosh. Um, I was going to say, it's Greg Stolt for me. Uh, I, I want I would love to see and speak with uh, Maggie Rogers. I think that would be spectacular. Um, you know, she's, she's, a, she's a great performer, and I've always admired her work. Um, yeah, that's really, that's really, I think, all, all I've, I've, uh, the only person I think would be, that I could think of that I would like to see. Well, Obama might be kind of awesome, too. You know, we did <laughs> have the Obama edition, cool. so, I don't know, I just shoot for the stars here, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Oliver? Uh, I'll aim slightly lower than, uh, Obama, and, uh. <laughs> I, I'd say I, I'd honestly really love to chat with the, the people from Mondo, the, the product managers over from Mondo who have worked with Field Notes a bunch. Um, I love a lot of their other products. I know they're not famous, but um, in terms of, in terms of well known guests, the the people who head up that work, uh, I would love to, to pick their brain. Uh, or the artists from uh, from Landland, um, oh, yeah. Over, yeah, over in the Twin Cities. I, I'd love to hear what they have to say about stuff. You you stole you stole the words from him. <laughs> I was going to say one of the one of the creative artistic collaborations because being the, the graphic designer, I'm I kind of always get drawn to the collaboration stuff. So um, yeah, definitely someone from there. Another one that I thought of is is just someone who I know is divisive as a podcaster and a guest, and, and is connected to Draplin, uh, and I'm pretty sure he uses Field Notes. Would be Mark Maron. Um, mm, yeah, I think yep, 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 yep. I think he he'd be a, he'd be a great guest, um, but that's kind of more of a sort of related to Aaron kind of thing. I'm pretty sure I saw a post somewhere where Mark does use field notes for writing stuff down. But just as a, as a fan of his work, he'd be someone I'd like to see. Or like you said, oh, another thing I'd, I'd love field notes to do one day. Um, kind kind of related because I'd like I do love. I'm a big fan of behind the scenes and I always buy Blu-rays of films because I like the making of. I'd, I'd actually love to to see a, a collaboration in real time. So like what, just one edition, tell mm-hmm. us what it's going to be and let us see the pr- the procedure like from ideation oh, to, oh, to, wow. to process oh, yeah. to like, let's know this week. We're going to go to the printers where they're printed. We're going to see them on the machines and then yeah. there. So we get to see that like from Brian or Jim's head to mm. delivery, each part of the process that isn't like the little film, but actually in real time. Like just give just give us a spoiler edition one time and, and let's see <laughs> who all the people involved in it and like how they keep. Oh, they probably don't want to say how they keep it a secret, but I would love to see that process. They, they of, do um, that at... Um... Some of the Mondo's conventions, appropriately uh, called MondoCon, they'll have uh, live collaborations between two of their well-known print artists where they will be given a concept of some kind and then 
with you know screen share going on they will act they will live collaborate and do basically the entire line work for a print um, so yeah cool. and it's really 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 cool i think sometimes they've made those prints of course and uh yeah just i mean seeing that work happen i think that's a that's a wonderful idea dave yeah so that that's my that's my thing Astrid is uh, actually one of those rabid planner ladies that I mentioned in one of our episodes. And she's actually a friend. I know her. She's a delightful, delightful lady. Um, yeah, so the planner ladies out there, that plan- yes, yes, the Field Notes the field notes crew are here. And her question is, is, I'm not new to Field Notes because she's been using the craft ones. But I am discovering all the beautiful covers and beautiful and special editions. I would love some guidance on choosing which ones to buy as I start my collection. Do you buy the notebooks you love or the ones you think that will serve a particular purpose? I'm going to try not to hoard them and actually use them. Love the podcast. Astrid. That's a great question. Mm. That is a great question. Let's go. Let's go Oliver first. You know, I I agree that it's a great question. Um, I... I recently made a shift in this where I I have been anything I can't see myself using, I um, make sure it ends up with somebody else because I only want to have notebooks that I can see myself using. Now, that being said, I think of them predominantly as accessories. So when when I travel, when I go out on the town, if I have an outfit or something, you know, or it's a special occasion, I will bring along a field notes that is suited for that purpose. Um, and that's why I like having so, so many options. Um, I, I know the, the previous uh, emailer had asked, oh, do we keep track of how many we use? Um, I, counting field notes is a dangerous thing. Um, it, brings, <laughs> it brings a lot of self-awareness uh, <laughs> that I'm not comfortable with. Um, but no, I, I, think, I think it's nice to have options um, you know, that, that go beyond the functionality on, on a literal level and towards the functionality on an aesthetic level. Um, where you're, you're still using them. You know, I'm still, I'm still, if I, if I have a field notes I'm bringing along because it's on theme, it's still a, a use of it. I'm bringing it in my kit. And I think, um, I think that's worth it for me. The Astrid should, you should, I think you should just, uh, instead of buying them, maybe trading them, you know, uh, hanging out in the, the field notes group. I know that there's a, there's also a Reddit and there, there's a discord group where you could probably like get to know some other collectors and then really just sort of, um, enjoy learning more about them. And, and I do notice that that community is so generous that you might have more fun trading than simply just buying them on eBay and, and keeping it so transactional. Um, you know, you've got six rabid users right here who'd be delighted, um, to share stuff with you. And, you know, I, I, I know, yeah, I'll send you a bunch of good stuff as well. So that, that would be my recommendation is, you know, just, Sit back, uh, you know, get to know the community, do a trade here and there, and before you know it, you'll have huge six. Huge As someone who's moving like in the, the next, uh, I, I'm moving in a couple of weeks after I get back from Hawaii. Uh, I resent that. It's only four bins, I'll have you know, and two toolboxes. <laughs> no, God, no, no. It actually is the four, it's, just, it's four a small one, but still, 20. I feel like anyone who is not on a podcast about these things would gasp in horror at that so yeah you know you've got a problem when the side of the box says you haul (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Greg, what about you? How do, how do you feel about how you how you approach what you buy, what you use? Yeah, you know, I definitely have tried to also adjust my um, collection methods and styles. Uh, much like Oliver, I'm I'm beginning to to rethink. Okay, am I going to use X edition, and do, do I need to be a completionist or not? And I'm definitely leaning towards not anymore just because there are certain editions that I think are very cool that I know I probably won't uh, really won't ever use so like a, an example of an edition I think mm, is great yeah, but yeah. I probably won't use is like arts and sciences um, like I think it was a great theme great uh, you know great great concepts but um, the, the the line you know the line type paper in that is uh, is not something I would personally use so um covers and paper type though when it comes to usage and or i think about whether or not an edition might have like special um meaning right so you know i think oliver like your example of of taking specific specific national parks books with you on your trip like that is perfect and i think that's like a big reason why they like did that collaboration um i took a, a very limited edition butcher orange uh single with me for my trip to scotland a couple years ago as like that uh, journal for that trip because I knew that was a not I mean once in a lifetime but like it's a very very special um, occasion so I was like you know what I'm going to use like a super rare field notes notebook uh, for that type of occasion so I definitely do think about that um, quite a bit and I think you know if if I were in the planner world I, I would probably also think about like what kind of lining how would I organize my data in there um, and and choose accordingly See, I'm. I feel this is where I'm going to get kicked off the podcast and out the group <laughs> because only recently did I even know there was different kinds of paper. I mean, I'm as naive about the paper as I am about the kinds of graphite and pencils. To me, it was just I was just buying a notebook that, to me, apart from dot grid lined plane, um, all that was different was the cover. Um, mm -hmm. I, I couldn't, I couldn't, if you gave me five notebooks now, I, I, I wouldn't know what 50 pounds, 70 pounds, whatever. I just know like it's grid or it's dot or it's, so I tend to pick a book based on the, the, the style of paper. Like, do I want a grid one at the moment? Cause the thing I'm writing down specifically needs that. I'm a big fan of dot. I just, in fact, off eBay, I just got like six, uh, two packs of pitch black, of uh, the regular size they cost me like eight dollars each um, that's awesome they, they were the fifth edition but i, I, I apart from i love a black cover because stickers look good on them and also white pens uh, i love that they're, they're dot as well so i tend to use them so um yeah i think so th you know we're gonna this episode will be coming out very shortly before the official summer announcement and uh i think it'll be really interesting to see how right or very wrong we were <laughs> <laughs> much like with the 50 prediction yeah, I know. And the thing was, I think it was Oliver that came out with all the best predictions for fifty, and none of them, none of them happened. <laughs> Not they, even close. But they were like, they were like all the best ideas. You know, this is just my extended job application. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if I if I had to, before before we drop off, if I had to pitch my absolute dream edition for fifty one at this point in time, it would be uh, crop circles with. Uh, land land doing oh wow oh okay that is that is my i've just been having an inkling i don't know i've seen them interacting a little bit more on twitter and stuff and instagram and i 
I feel like Landland, Land, they're they're due for another another Field Notes collaboration. I think they they do a really great job of like farmhouses and crops mm. and their art and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's my wants and prediction that will not well, play out. There's there's still time for them to scrap all their plans and just do it your your heart desires. Yeah, we we waited this long for fifty. We can wait exactly fifty one. I think I think a, tra- <laughs> a, a Traplin designed because it's been apart from Deaders, there's been quite to me. It seems like it's been quite some time before Aaron actually did an exclusive design set of field notes, unless you can think of one. Um, I, I'd like to see his take on the train line thing. I'd love to see. I think that's the kind of thing he could turn yeah, out pretty yeah. well. So I think a, an Aaron Draplin um, specific design set would be quite nice to see soon. Whether it's any of those, but uh, yeah, let's let's close up shop and t- turn the little sign around on the door and just say uh, thank you everyone for listening. Um, I know we've said before, mailbag at paperandstaples.com is where you can ask the questions. Uh, we are planning future episodes. We've got some really good subjects coming up. So if you've got any questions about that, send them in. Please share the podcast if you can as well. We're still trying to pick up listeners. I know it's a very niche product, um, but we know there's 5,000 people in a Facebook group as well. So uh, please keep sharing it amongst your friends. Uh, hopefully there'll be more of us all back together for the next episode, which will be post-summer edition. Um, but for now, uh, I'm going to go off and prepare for the big England match tomorrow night as we record. Oliver, you're going to go and enjoy I, the um, awful weather the in Hawaii. In a few minutes, so, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a way to start the um, day. Uh, what you got left for the rest of the day, Greg? Uh, on my end, my my plan is to just run many miles. All right. Well, enjoy your run, and uh, we'll see everybody in the next episode. Cheerio. Today's episode was hosted by Dave and co-hosted with Blair, Mike, Terry, Greg, and Oliver. We want to hear from you. Send your questions, theories, or just spill the tea to us at mailbag at paperandstaples.com. 